0: There's a number of people standing in the church. I feel bad. My comments are only going to be 30 minutes. Can you Can you make it through? Okay. All right, so here we go. And I think I have a 40-day blessing. So we're here. Okay. Ah. Let me take a breath in. 2 weeks ago, we had the Sunday of the Man who for 38 years sat at the side of a pool waiting for the movement of the water. And after 38 years, the Lord tells him, What can I do for him? Do you want to be healed? And he says, Of course. And he says, Get up and walk. And he walks. Last week, we had the Sunday of the Samaritan woman. And in that story, we see a woman whose life was not so bright. At least she had six husbands. I mean, the five that she had and the one she was then with wasn't even her husband. And Jesus finds this Samaritan woman hanging out at a well and reveals to her, after a sequence of progressions, she thinks he's this, then she thinks he's a prophet, then he thinks and ends up that he's the Messiah. And he says to her, the one who's speaking to you is the Messiah who you await. And today... As the kind of like the knockout punch, we meet a man born blind. Tiflos ek yenetis. That means, my beloved friends, the eyeballs did not exist. It wasn't that this man saw for a number of times, a number of years in his life, and then all of a sudden he went blind. This man had never seen the light of day ever. And so the disciples approach Christ and ask a question that I think sometimes crosses our minds. Who's at fault for this? Did this man sin, Lord, or did his parents sin that he was born blind? Now, how can you sin before you exist? It's not like God has a jar filled with souls that he plucks them out, you know, And this, as a side note, is a statement against those who believe in reincarnation. You know, people say, I'm reincarnated. In my previous life, I was an eagle or a a donkey, you know, and because I did a good job, now I came back a little better. No, the Lord is clear. He says, neither did this man sin. How could he have sinned before he was created? Neither did his parents, but that the works of God may be revealed in him, and afto. Some of us sometimes, especially if it's someone we don't like or that's hurt us, when something messes up in their life, we're like, ha, they got what they deserved. You see, there is a God. And you've heard me say it all the time. We want the full measure of God's wrath on other people, and we want the full measure of his mercy on us, and only us. What a backwards way of thinking. And that's why I want to tell you once and for all, that the idea that children are born sick, or whatever the case, is not on account of God's, excuse me, and not on account of their parents sinning and all this kind of thing. This is not only rejected by today's statement by, by Christ, but it's rejected throughout the New and Old Testament. Our Lord is a healing Lord. Our Lord is a loving Lord. Our Lord takes what's broken and makes it fixed. This is the Jesus we believe in. And so he sees this man who's blind. So the man does what the Lord says. Now mind you, he hasn't seen him yet. What did Jesus do? He spit on the ground, he took some of the clay on the ground, he put it in his eyes, and he says to him, "Hey." go wash in the pool of Siloam he goes and washes and all of a sudden he sees and the people ask hey isn't that the guy we saw all those years blind nah it's someone who looks like him no that's him and they ask him are you him he says I am him I'm the guy that was blind. They say, how'd you get better? He goes, I don't know. Some guy named Jesus (laughs) took clay from the ground, spit, put it in my eyes, and now I can see. Told me to wash, and I can see. No sooner does he say that that the Pharisees walk up and say, hey, how'd you get better? Today's the Sabbath. You, You can't do these things on the Sabbath. And he says, look. This guy named Jesus said to me this, did this, now I see. They say, hmm, give glory to God. He says, doesn't say it like this in the Bible, I don't know who God is. I just know this guy, Jesus, came and did this and this. And they say, so what did he do again? And he has to repeat it again. And they say, well, Well, our father spoke to Moses, and we know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this guy, I don't know who he's speaking to. He's a sinner. They call Jesus a sinner. And think about this, my beloved friends. People will do everything on earth possible to rid you of the faith you have in God. Even though they knew it was the man born blind, even though they had witnessed him for years that he was born blind, they will not accept that God made this miracle happen. They're arguing tooth and nail. They say, you know what? Let's call his parents. We're not sure about him, but they do know him. And they call his parents, and this is interesting. The parents say that he's my son. He is. That he was born blind? Sure thing. But how he restored his sight, I have, we don't have any idea. And it says as a footnote, the Gospel of John, They were scared of the Jews because they said, if anyone calls this guy the Christ, the Messiah, they're going to be cast out of the temple. How many of us are easily willing to confess our faith in God at the fear of being cast out of our circle of friends, so-called friends? How many of our friends will do anything to challenge the faith we have in him? giving logical explanation it's impossible for a man to be born without eyes and then to see really with Jesus nothing's impossible there was a woman recently that we saw in the hospital I showed the text to Stephanie they said that's it she's going to throw in the towel it's all over I get a text 180 degrees father I don't know what happened My mom is up, awake, lucid speaking. These are God's works. And this is why I want to say the following. And test me if I'm wrong. Am I tiring you? Okay. Sin blinds us. Because sin causes us to focus on one thing. Adam and Eve in the garden. They're in paradise. They have everything in abundance, in perfection. What's that tree over there? You've got this whole opening of things you can take from. What's that tree over there? I'm very curious. Hmm. And so the temptation to eat of that one tree sucks their whole focus into one thing that tree forgive me you have a beautiful marriage with a beautiful spouse who's that girl over there at work and before you know it the act of adultery has happened how did it start because sin blinds you it pulls you by the nose and says yeah that woman's better Ooh, that man is more handsome And before you know it, you've denied, you've been blinded to the beauty of your family and your spouse. A thief, somebody who's stealing from people. They're blinded by their bank accounts that are full, and yet, I have to get more. I have to take more. I have to steal more. People who hate other people, blinded. And people who hate other people can't receive love because they're blinded by their hate. They can't see the love that people give them, the kindness that people give them. And so I want you to remain with that thought. Sin blinds us. And look at the story of the, of the blind man. The Pharisees are blind. They just witnessed the greatest miracle. As the blind man says, from the beginning of the world, no man ever been blind has restored his sight. Blinded in broad daylight that they couldn't see the Lord who was in front of them. And so the blind guy sees God who's in front of him, and the people who are the Pharisees, the up-and-ups with God, can't see and won't accept, blinded by their own sinfulness. And isn't it true? A greedy person thinks everyone's out to get them, to cheat them. Isn't it true? that a dishonest person thinks everyone's lying to them, blinded by their sin. If we look, my beloved friends, out of a dirty window, everything looks dirty. Right? And sin causes spiritual blind spots. And only the Lord, who is willing to clean up the filth on our eyes of our hearts is the one who can open our vision up also <laughs> we become blind to the source we we blind to the source of contentment how blind are we to the true source of happiness think about it People think money is the key to happiness. I'm not saying you people. And so they say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and buy the most delicious food. And they buy all this extravagant food, but they can't buy an appetite. They buy the most luxurious bed, but they can't buy the ability to fall asleep. They say, we're going to travel to the best vacation spot. Puta Cana in the Dominican Republic, I'm told, is the best vacation spot. I'll have to test it for myself. I don't know yet. They get there, the five lux hotel, the pools, the beach, the sun, but they can't buy the joy of being with their friends and their family. So we are blind too when we think that contentment, will be given to us by anything or anyone else but God. When we are, though, content with God, we are content with everything and everyone around us. When we are not content with God, we are not content with the things around us. I have seven pages of notes to share with you. <laughs> but I am exhausting your kindness. I do want to say this as I close. Stephanie says, I always have like 16 postscripts. Oh, one more thing, one more thing. La, 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 she didn't say 16, I'm teasing her. I'll close with this. The last scene in today's parable, Ya. Yeah. The blind man, he's in front of these interrogators, finally. They say, you were born in sin, and you come and tell us. And it says they cast him out. They threw him out of the temple. And it says there, St. John, in his gospel, Jesus had heard that they cast him out, and he went and found him. So here's this blind guy. He didn't—he never saw Jesus. And he says to him, Jesus says to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? Now, in your English worship guide, it's a wrong translation. Again, I don't know why that happens, and I have to be more careful. It says there, do you believe in the Son of Man? That's not what the Greek says. Do you believe in the Son of God? And he says, sir, can you show me him and I'll believe? And here we go, just like the Samaritan woman where he said, the one who's speaking to you is the Messiah. He says to this man who had never seen him, the one you are looking at right now and the one who's speaking to you is he. And what did the man do? Anyone remember? He knelt down and worshipped him. He didn't worship a human being, my beloved friends. What the Pharisees said, give glory to God. They didn't see God. And the blind man, whose eyes finally look upon the man who made him well, saw in him the Son of God and fell down and worshiped him. Yesterday, over dinner, I said to a couple, What do we need to be able to see? Everyone says, eyes. You've heard me say this before. If I put you in a pitch black room with your eyes wide open, can you see? What do you need to see? Light. You ain't got light, you ain't seeing nothing. In our lives, who is the light of this world? Anastasia, say it loudly. God, if you ain't got God, you ain't got vision. So please put the Lord in your hearts. Let him shine brightly in your lives. Connect your life to him so that he may illumine your path and make it really clear where you gotta walk and how to walk without tripping in the dark. Now, I'm not done. Stay seated. Postscript, Kiria Stephanie. I have with us this morning one of a very dear friend of mine. He is an archon of our ecumenical patriarchate. He is, his life story is worth one day just having him come and speak about it. Remarkable life. On this day written by Ioannis Polemi. He, he was a very famous Greek poet who wrote a really heart-wrenching, beautiful poem called O Tiflos to Golgotha, Sto Golgotha. Mr. S- Stephen Trepellis, please come forward. In lieu of any kind of Greek comment, I'd like for Stephen to read this poem in Greek, and I will Try to translate after. It's an emotional poem, but for the Greek speakers and those watching, I know you will appreciate it. Mr. Trevelis, God bless you. He, had, he, ha,
1: he's,
0: he has memorized this and a number of other poems all by heart. That old generation of people who used to commit long things to memory. I can't remember what my wife tells me to shop.
1: Let's go to the point. I'm going to να to the point. I'm going to go to the point. I'm to το to go to the I'm Ήθελα να πω σε εσάς, που το ξέρετε αλλά και σε όλους τους φίλους το δώρο που έδωσε ο Θεός σε αυτή την Εκκλησία, εσάς.
0: Έχει.
1: Στον πόρτο πτραστής, ο αρχιδιάκονος Παντελεήμων για χρόνια, αρχιδιάκονος, τον έβλεπε στην πόλη, στο Washington DC, την άλλη μέρα στο Καθεδρικό. Μας πώς τα προλαβαίνεις. Ο Θεός και η γεωργία
0: μου.
1: Ναι. Πού είναι η την είδα εκεί. Ναι, και η γεωργία μου. Εγώ και η σύζυγός μου, μας έδωσε ο Θεός τέσσερες κόρες. Και όταν έβλεπα τον αρχιδιάκονο, να είχα εγώ ένα γιος ήταν εσένα. Και ο πατέρας και η μάνας σου, μου λέει, ο, πρόσεχε, ναι. τον κόσμο γιος. Σάμμωνα, <laughs>
0: Ευχαριστώ
1: Τα θαύματα δεν θα τα δούμε ποτέ να καταβαίνουν Άγγελοι σε μια σκάλα πάνω κάτω. Είναι. στιγμία. Το θαύμα που έκανε ο Θεός στην Εκκλησία αυτή είστε εσείς. Ευχαριστώ. Ευχαριστώ. Και κάθε φορά που κάνετε προσευχή, το πρωί και το βράδυ, προσεύγεστε για τους δικούς σας, για την οικογένεια. Μην ξεχνάτε το δώρο που σας έκανε ο Θεός, το Φάδρε Παντελεήμωνα. Τον έζησε για 20 χρόνια. Yeah. Γίναμε φίλοι. Με μεγάλο yeah. σεβασμό. Yeah. Είχαμε και ένα σλόγκαν. Ναι. Τον Στέφανο Στέφανος. Και του έλεγα ο Ορχιδιάκονος Στέφανος.
0: Yeah. Paqueto. Paqueto. In I, I... Thank you. Thank you, I didn't invite him to talk about me. I promise. No. you I didn't invite him to talk about me. I promise. I You're wrong. Very... <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong. You're
1: wrong. You're 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 not you are to you are wrong you να wrong you are wrong you are wrong you you are του Τυφλού. Κι ήρθαν τα χρόνια πίσω τα παλιά. Στο καθεδρικό σαν μια μέρα σε σήμερα του Τυφλού, καθίσαμε κάτω με τον Αχεπίσκοπο τότε, Δημήτριο, στο τραπέζι εκεί. και εγώ μου ήρθε το ποίημα αυτά τα οποία το έμαθα στο σπίτι του πατέρα μου, χωρίς να πάω σχολείο, χωρίς ο πατέρας να πάει σχολείο, τα χρόνια του 1930 και του 1940. Δεν υπήρχαν σκουλία τότε. Υπήρχε πόλεμος. Εγώ έφυγα δέκα χρονών από το σπίτι του πατέρα μου. το κάψανε οι αντάρτες Ήταν στην Αμερική ανταρτόπιπτος. Ο πατέρας μας διάβαζε κάθε μέρα από το Ευαγγέλιο και ακόμα ξέρω ολόκληρα τεμάχια του Ευαγγελίου και τόπους των Αποστόλων. Και αυτό το ποίημα που σα διαβάζω. Γι' αυτό τη μέρα και Πάτερ, που καθίσαμε και με καφέ με τον το Δημήτριο τότε, λέω να πω ένα ποίημα που το θυμάμαι από μικρό παιδί. Πες κύριε κύρια Τσερπέλη μου, λέει ο Σεβασμιώτατος, και πήγαινε το ποίημα αυτό. Και λέει ο με πώς το θυμάστε. Το θυμάμαι γιατί μου το διάβαιζε ο πατέρας κάθε μέρα. Γι' αυτό γονείς και παππούδες, γιαβάσετε στα παιδιά σα, τι είμαστε. Ποιοι είμαστε. Λοιπόν, να πω το ποιοι γιατί βλέπω ότι είχες 7 ακόμα σημεία να ε, ναι, ναι, ναι. και τα παίρνω. εγώ.
0: Θα κρατήσω εγώ το μικρόφωνο, κύριε Στέφανε, για να ακούσουν.
1: Είδαμε στο Ευαγγέλιο ότι ο Χριστός έφτισε κάτω, πήρε τελάσπη και άλλοι πιστεύουν. Ο τυφλό αυτό, μόλι είδε το φω, έτρεχε, λέει η παράδοση. Έβλεπε τα λουλούδια, έβλεπε το νερό, τη μάνα του, τι πέτρε, τα αστέρια, τον ουρανό. Και λέμε: Μα τι δώρο είναι αυτό το Θεού, τι δώρο είναι αυτό το φω. Εσεί που έχετε φω, δεν το ξέρετε πόσο εγώ, δεν δεν ήξερα τι είναι και το βλέπω τώρα. Έγλυφε τη γη, φύλαγε τα δέντρα, έτρεχε. Και χαιρόταν να βλέπει του δικού του για πρώτη φορά. Και μια μέρα εκεί που πήγαινε, ακ, ακούει μια οχλαβοή. Δεν έγινε πολύ αργότερα από τον θεράπευση ο Χριστός. Μεταξύ έξι μήνες έγινε η σταύρωση του Χριστού. Ήτανε όταν ο όχλος πήγαινε επάνω στο Γοργοθά να σταυρώσουν τρεις. Και να, ο τυφλός άκουσε την οχλαβοή αυτή και σε αρχίζει το ποίημα. Τι είναι η βοή του που ο κόσμος πάει απάνω. Πάνε για να σταυρώσουν δυο, μαζί με κάποιο πλάνο. Ποι είναι αν οι δυο που ο ο χάρος τους προσμένει. Κλέφτες, φωνιάδες, άρπαγες, κακούργια, ξεκουσμένοι. Και ποιος ο πλάνος που κι αυτός θα στεπρωθεί μαζί τους, τους Φαρισαίους ρώτησε. Είναι δουλειά δική τους. Θα πάνε εδώ. Είπα να δω ήρθαν στο νου μου πάλι τα χρόνια που ήμουν ατυφλός. Τυφλοί εσύ οι άλλοι, δεν ξέρετε πόσο η ψυχή μέσα στα στήθια είναι άδεια, Όταν με μάτια ορθάνυχτα βαδίζει τα σκοτάδια. Πώς τη θυμάμαι τη στιγμή που μπροστά μου και με ένα έσκυψε, πήρε πιλό από χάμω Και αλήφοντα τα μάτια μου με το κοιλό, εκείνο μου είπε να πάω στο σιλοάμ τη στέρνα να τα πίνω. Όταν τον πρωταδίκησα το φωτοδότη μπρος μου. Στην όψη του είδα όλες μαζί τις ομορφιές του κόσμου. Μου σχοβολούσε και έλαμπε το κάθε κινημά του, φως και τα χείλη και φωνή, τα μάτια και ματιά του. Στα χείλη του η περιγοριά, στα μάτια του η ελπίδα. Έστρεψα τότε ολόγερα, τα δυο μου μάτια Κάθε που ζει και που δε ζει Κι είδε παντού γεμάτη Την όψη του δες κοίτα είναι καθρέφτης η οικουμένη Φως η ζωή, χαρά το φως Ας πάνω εδώ το πλάνο που θα κρεμάσουν στο σταυρό Εκεί στο λόφο απάνω. Κόσμος, περιγελάσματα και οχλαβοή και αντάρα χίλιες φωνές σε μια φωνή και όλες σε μια κατάρα σπρώχνει και σπρώχνεται κι αυτός και πνίγεται και πνίγει και στεματά προσμένοντας παράμερα ξανήγει Τρει μαθροφόρες που κρατούν μια λιγοθυμισμένη, θυμισμένη η μάνα η δύστηχη ξανάχνουν με μια σοπαίνη γκάπ γκουπ Γκάπ, γκούπ, ακούγονται οι κρότοι, πνιγμένοι μες τα βογκετά, υψώνονται οι δυο πρώτοι. Σε αυτούς κανιούς δεν στρέφεται. Γκάπ, γκούπ, γκάπ, αυτοί ξανακαρφώνουν, μα βόγκος δεν ακούγεται. Να και τον τρίτο υψώνουν, Πώς, εσύ που μου το φως, εσένα πλάνο λένε. Κοίτα να γραφτώ στα μάτια μου, να βλέπουν και να κλαίνε. Τι να τα κάνω και τη γης και του ουρανού τα κάλλει. Πάρε το φως που μου έδωκες και τύφλωσέ με πάλι.
0: Μπράβο, κύριε Σταφή. Πολύ ωραία. Πάρα πολύ ωραία το έδωση. Ανέστη.